in my opinion, gymnasts, pound for pound, are the strongest athletes in the world. Are you kidding me? Like you hold your whole body up with one arm? How do you do that kind of stuff, right? A handstand on your pinky. Who does that? But gymnasts do that stuff. It's, it's amazing. They can contort their body, twist it, jump, spin it. It is amazing what these gymnasts can do. The reason we're in this is because the Olympics is starting this Friday night, the 23rd. And you've got to understand, Cindy and I are all about watching us some, some Olympics. We, we get into it, and now that they're holding it halfway around the world, we've got to, like, record it and watch it when we can watch it, right? But, it, but we're so excited for this. We love week one of this series, talking on the Olympics. We talked in this finish line series about the track and field, handing the baton off. Making sure not only what you receive, but you're giving something. Who You're the third leg. Who are you giving this to? And then, and then week number two, we talked about swimming, the swimming competition. That the only way you swim in life is if you kick and reach. Kick and reach. Mm. You, you got to kick and, yeah, sorry, you got to kick and reach if you're going to move in life. That was last week. Go listen to the podcast. Today, today, <laughs> we're going to get into the parallels of the Christ life in this thing called the balance beam. Hey. The, the, the balance beam, if you've never, if you've never like, experienced the balance beam, like not just there, but like here, like touching it, like, oh my goodness, then you can't really appreciate this. But let me show you from 2016 Rio, little Miss Hernandez. Watch what this chick does as she wins the silver medal for the USA. Boom. Y'all understand. This, this young lady won silver, silver medal for the world. That's crazy. This, this little beam, 16 feet long, 4 inches wide. Your foot is fatter than 4 inches. I'm just telling you right now. I'm just telling you right now. 
This, it's, it's called the balance beam because it's about stability. It, 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 it's about being steady in unstable areas. It's about leveling out your life so that you hold the course. There's a lot of things in life that require balance. You ever ridden a skateboard? Stop. Uh, bicycles. I mean, they, you, there, there's, there's some balance involved. Uh, trust me, uh, your checkbook needs to be balanced. If you run a business, you know what I'm talking about. You better get your finance. Have you ever had it unbalanced? It's very expensive if you lose balance in, in your checkbook. I promise you that. Uh, construction, when they're building homes, there's got to be, it's got to be level. It's got to be set. They, they put a level on there to make sure the bubble is in the middle because you can't have a crooked house. Uh, you, you have to understand that, that recipes, when people are cooking, there's got to be balance in the recipe. Too much of this or too much of that, it ruins everything. Balance is critical in life. Walking in high heels. Ladies, I don't know how you do that thing. I don't know how you do that. Some of y'all have a hard time walking on level ground with tennis shoes on, much less putting some heels on. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. You see, here's, here's what I know, and here's, here's why it's tough. Balance, it creates, it produces tension. When you're in an unstable situation, you're fighting for balance, it makes, it makes you tense, and, and tension requires struggle. It's not easy. It's not comfortable. It's work. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, really begins to speak what this life, this faith life is all about. I want you to listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it right to your house today, so please hear this. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, here's what it says. Fight, already there's a struggle. The good fight, oh, it ain't bad. This is good. I should do this. Fight, struggle for the good fight of faith faith is a fight but it's a good one would you all read that with me ready one two three fight the good fight of say it again fight the good fight of faith one more time fight the good fight of say it in spanish you can't do that okay let me come back here the life of faith requires a fight it requires a fight if you're not fighting, you're a casualty of the war already. If you're not struggling with something, that means I've given into it. I stopped struggling. I stopped fighting it. I just surrendered to it. Comfort, a life of comfort always comes and it promises us ease. <sighs> but it delivers destruction. It's false advertisement. Fake news. It, 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 it tells you one thing, but it does another. Comfort is deadly. Comfort kills. It's the struggle that strengthens. No one gets stronger at a gym by getting dressed for it, going and sitting on the bench and never pushing any weight around. It's what makes you sweat. It's what makes you yell out loud. It's what gets you honked out of Planet Fitness because you're grunting too much in order to get the... That, that, that's, that's, that's how you... You, you got to push. When you've got weight on you, you've got to push through those things. I, I want to talk to you today about living a life that's moving forward and balancing on this thing called the Christ life. Because your Christ life is a fight of faith, but it's a good fight. Yeah, Would you turn to the three folk and tell them you're going to have to fight for this one? Just tell them you're going to have to fight for this one. 
Let's walk this beam spiritually today. Now, now here, so here's what I've done. I've, I've kind of learned a little bit. I've studied a little bit on, on the balance beam since, you know, like we're going to have one on the platform today. I wanted to get a little bit of an idea. And we have several in the church that are involved in gymnasts. We have people that own uh, gyms, and they have gymnasts going around the world doing their stuff, and it's, it's all hyper cool. Uh, so I, I got into looking at the balance beam because I didn't want to be embarrassed in front of our gymnasts. A couple things that I learned. Number one is this. If you're going to get up and you're going to walk that balance beam right there, if you're going to do anything up there, you have to look forward on the beam, not down. If, if you're going to be on this end and you're going to go from here to there, you don't get up there and go, oh, that's not good. As soon as you look down, you start to waver. In other words, until you and I start getting a long-term view of our life, we're going to lose balance. If we get so consumed with the here and the now, and we forget where we're going, you'll lose your balance. Because I'm here to tell you, right now doesn't matter as much as you think it does. When you take a big view in life, you're living your life as if it's a snapshot instead of a movie. And you've got to let the whole thing play out. It's bigger than just one picture. We've got to let it all play out in our life. That's why we make decisions based on our future, not our feelings. Because feelings will mislead you. Feelings will pull you left and right. And I can't let feelings. Feelings are like the weather in Florida. If you don't like it, give it 10 minutes. It'll change for you, right? It, it, it'll, it'll all flip up. There's some things that you like today that you hate tomorrow. There's some people that... Well, there's it just things change is all I got to say. And so you have to choose. You and I, because we get to look long-term, we choose our consequences instead of being surprised by the drama. When we start looking forward and we start planning, that's where I want to be in my life, then what I'm doing is I'm choosing the consequences because once I get a vision for my life, that means it decides who is in my life and who is not in my life. It decides where I go for entertainment and where I do not go for entertainment. I'm going somewhere on purpose. I don't have a long time. i got this time. God's given me a gift called the present, and I want to use it to make sure I reach a future. And so I'm going somewhere intentionally, and that's going to attract and it's going to repel, but I'm going somewhere. That's why I live by truth, not my mood. Because moods are changing all the time. Be careful which emoji you live by. Because we got to make sure truth is the very thing. Because once we start choosing where we're going in life, once that happens, then I start living more at peace. Because I'm not living random. And my world is not rocked because they don't like me anymore. And my world's not rocked because they voted for that. And my world's not rocked. I've got my feet are stable. My, my, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good in the neighborhood. It's all fine. My, I'm settled. I, I got peace in my heart. I got a vision. And people can get crazy. People can lose their mind. But I'm just saying, I'm not going to let their attitude rock my world. I'm going somewhere because I got a focus for my future. And I'm looking down the beam. This afternoon, Cindy and I are jumping on a plane. Ramon as well. We're, we're flying to Dallas, Texas today. They got a football team that's jacked up called the Cowboys. We're going to go pray for it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm just I'm playing. I had to throw that in there. I had to throw it in there. We're headed to Dallas. We got a conference out there, Christians United for Israel. And, and uh, so we got a conference we got to be in. And, and so last night, we were, we were doing some packing, getting ready to fly out for the conference uh, today. And, and so in doing so, um, I, 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 it, I could not take what I wanted. Because if I was taking what I wanted, I'd be dressed just like this at that conference, right? I mean, I just, I'd have my, my tennis shoes on, like, okay. But no, at that conference, 
There's all kinds of political officials coming in. There's, there's international ambassadors coming in. It's going to be all that. So I got to suit and tie this thing up. Me and Justin Timberlake, we're going we're gonna to suit and tie the thing. And so now so I, I got to put all my stuff together. I got to get the little pocket square. Got to get the shoes just right. Get the colored socks. Got to put that whole thing together. Got to get a briefcase and look like you know what you're doing, like you're doing something in life, right? It's kind of crazy. I had to put that stuff in my suitcase. Because where I'm going determines what I pack for. I don't pack for comfort, I pack for the occasion. And so when you and I have decided I'm going somewhere with my life, that means there's some stuff I put in my pack and there's some stuff that I unpack. I got a question for you. Who do you need to unpack? Who are you, who are you trying to take on this trip with you and they have nothing to do with your future or what, what God has planned for your life? I'm not calling them bad. I'm just saying we're on a different destination. I'm going somewhere and I would love to meet you there, but here's what you got to pack if you're going to be a part of that. And here we go. That's why your faith matters. That's why this is your packing list right here. This is how I pack for my life. I'm not just here hanging out. I'm going somewhere. Therefore, my steps are, the steps of a good person are ordered by the Lord. I'm not packing based on my feelings. I'm packing based on on where I want to be in life right. it makes me push back I've got to go somewhere with what I've got so you leave some things you leave some people behind because they're not a part of your destination and that's how we roll number two not only do we look long term but you got to fight to stay centered no you got to fight to stay centered can I tell you on this beam Four inches is not mucho. Sorry, that's Spanish. It's not much. Four inches is not much, y'all. I'm just telling you right now. Some of y'all are going to be going home. You're going to get your tape measure out. Let me measure four inches. I think I could do it. You on the floor, baby. You ain't on a beam four feet in the air. That's a whole different ballgame, I promise you. You see here, centering, centering our lives on Christ is critical to staying balanced and avoiding the fall. We can stay balanced on him, but it's going to be a good fight to stay on the beam. I, I, let, let, me, let me break it down for you what I'm talking about. And, and, and fighting for the middle, fighting to stay balanced. Because we have messages that come at us in culture that sound good on the surface, but if not careful, we'll so believe in them that it will pull us left or pull us right unless we're balancing it with the truth of God's word. Here's what I'm talking to you about. Here's the phrase, and I believe in this. It's okay to not be okay. That's great because we got a lot of pretenders. Right, right. Act like they never had a problem. Except for bad hair days and bad breath, and we've all had that. They act like that. No, 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 but here's the deal. It's okay to not be okay, but here's what I need you to balance it with. But it's not okay to stay there. Right. It's okay to not be okay. Admit, I've got things I'm working on. We talk in this church all the time, I got issues, you got issues, we all have issues. But that's not a license to stay in your issues. Because here's what will begin to happen if you're not careful. We'll begin to use excuses as alibis for living a mediocre life with Jesus. I can't let anything get in the way of staying focused and moving my life forward. I'm not okay with living to the left or the right. I'm fighting for the center of my life. I'm going somewhere intentionally. So you got to fight for it. Here's another one. It's human to fail. We all fail. But you need to balance it with this. But it's sin to defend it. Everybody falls. It ain't me. Don't judge me. I hear that all the time. No, 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 no judgment here. 
But my concern is, are you defending it and now turning it into a lifestyle? Or are you fighting you? That just because this is how I feel doesn't mean it lines up with God's word. Oh, your feelings will lead to failure, ladies and gentlemen. Because there ain't nothing about you and me that feels like pushing back on us, that feels like climbing, that feels like stressing. None of us. But if you're going to stay in the center and you're going to stay on the beam, you've got to fight for the center in life. Oh, here, work hard. Here's another one. Work hard at, gr- at, at growing successfully. Be successful. Get the home. Get the vacation home. Get all that. That's all good. But let me help you. Work harder at growing spiritually. I'm all about you busting business wide open and do Fortune 500 this and that. Crush it, baby. Crush it. Pay your tithe. Crush it, all right? I crush it. Enjoy all that. But listen, a contract is never going to replace Christ. And I promise you, you can have all that that the culture is going crazy over and have no peace in your mind, no rest in your family, no future for your kids. you got to know that my life is centered on him. I don't want anything. I don't want anything in my life to ever get more of me than my walk with Jesus. That's why I love, again, what happened here with, our, with, with, with Camp Chaos. I love the fact that we're investing in all of our kids with sporting opportunities and educational opportunities. I, that's all good. But ladies and gentlemen, sooner or later, we've got to recenter this thing and remind our kids nothing is more important than your walk with Jesus Christ. Do you know him? Are you building your life on who he is? That's what will keep them. That's what will hold them. Here's another one. Don't be religious, but do start being spiritual. There's no excuse for not being spiritual. Well, I'm just not a spiritual person. Yes, you are. Let some hell hit your life and watch how you pray. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, it's amazing how we pray when some hell shows up. Act like it don't happen. Just turn to your neighbor and tell him, he's talking to you, Jethro. He's talking to you right now, Jethro. That's right. We all go there. It's time to be spiritual. Watch this. Here we Salvation is free. Serving Jesus requires sacrifice. Oh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. That's why the Bible says, endure hardness like a good soldier. Deal with it. Wipe your tears, keep moving. It's so hard. Uh Tell that to Jesus. He went to a cross. Let's go. He died for all of this. I'm living this thing. Let's go. We can do this. Do the work. Fight for the center. Here's another one. I'm done with this one. God is love. But his standards don't change. You see, just fighting and just, well, God is love. You'll fall off the beam with that. Because it will lead you into a twisted theology that think he just loves no matter what. Ladies and gentlemen, he is love. But in the same book that told you he's love also shows the standard that he says, now you need to live your life by this. And it doesn't matter how you feel, this is truth. Feelings, truth. Feelings, truth. Feelings, truth. Do the truth. Because I'm telling you right now, your feelings will lead you to do things in business that will wreck your life. Your feelings will lead you to do things in your home that will wreck the home. Your feelings will lead you down roads that will make you choose all kinds of preferences for your own life. This is how I roll, how I handle my money, how I handle my sex, how I handle this. And I'm telling you, your feelings will wreck your life unless you do it based on the truth of God's word. I don't care what culture says. There's a right, there's a wrong. God is love, but his standards don't change. We have to fight for the sinner. Fight the good fight of faith. That's why we don't play on the edges of the beam. If you're going to walk the beam, 
You better stay in the middle the best you can. You don't need no toes hanging off the side. That's dangerous. It's kind of like the kids who were playing in the playground. They were kicking the ball, having a great time. It was a big, it was, it's always been a big kids area. They love playing there. But on this far side of the playground was this big, high, stomping, thick, thorn, a big hedge of, of thorn bushes. And every now and then, while the kids were playing ball, they would kick the ball, and it would go up inside the thorn bushes. And the kids had to go over and get down and start crawling in there. And they're trying to do it easy because those thorns begin to stick their arms and begins to prick their arms. And, and they're pulling back, and they're just reaching just barely. And so all the kids really tried to avoid all of that because it was just it was painful. It was like, man, that's the wrong place to, for someone to plant a thorn hedge. Why'd they put that thing there? So one, one of the little boys who was a little bit older, he said, you know what? We're getting rid of it. It's been in the way. Everyone's get complaining. Everyone's getting stuck. It's no, everything out here is fun except for that. And so he goes home, gets his dad pick and shovel, and he comes out there, and man, he just starts digging. He's going to tear up the whole hedge. We're getting rid of all this. And when he starts digging to tear it up, a man comes running out of his house from across the street. Stop, stop, stop. And, and the man runs up and stops the little boy and goes, what, what? He said, what are you doing? He said, I'm getting rid of these things. It causes pain. It, it's hurting. We're, our ball keeps getting stuck in here. Besides, we can't even see what's on the other side. It's like a big wall. It's, it's in the way. It hurts. It's painful. It just needs to go. We're trying to play and have fun. And the man said, I understand, but let me tell you how that got there. I planted those. The kid said, you, you're the one who did this? He said, I, I planted those. About 20 years ago, I planted those. Why would you plant thorn bushes like a wall out of here where we're trying to play? He said, because my kids used to play on this playground. And my daughter kicked a ball. And it went over here where these hedges are, and my son chased it, and he fell off a cliff. And he said, I never wanted another child to experience that. So I planted something high enough that you couldn't get over it, and painful enough that you would stay away from it. So you would never get close enough to the edge to lose your life. You see, sometimes... God puts a hedge in front of us that we don't like. It's painful. He's cutting me off. Man, I can't have fun with this life. Oh, oh. So the life you want to have fun with is on the other side of that hedge. That's called a cliff. And the one who knows more about the other side, who never wants you to experience that, when you love him and you realize, I just need to stay away from everything that God said is going to cause pain. Instead of living on the edge, I need to back up and realize that hedge is not a hedge of pain. It's a hedge of protection that he has put in my life. That's why, that's why the Bible says, yeah, 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 that he's, he's guarding me. Job chapter 1 verse 10 this this is actually the enemy Satan is talking to God in the Bible this that's where this dialogue is coming from check this out here's what the enemy said to God about a man named Job God have you not put a hedge of protection around him and his house and all that he has on every side you have blessed the work of his hands and conferred prosperity and happiness on him and his possessions have increased into the land Satan is complaining to God that he can't get to Job because of hedge of protection. And Job learned if I stay inside the hedge of protection, no enemy can touch me. 
You see, God's protection does two things. God's word, God's standard, God's yes, and God's no does two things. First, it keeps the enemy out of your life. And number two, it keeps me out of the enemy's life. There's some things we should not be experiencing. But if we keep playing on the other side of the hedge, we're going to keep experiencing some pain and we're living on the edge. And God says, I don't even want you to see what's on, on the other side. It's not important. Don't go there. Trust what I have built to protect you is good for you. Take me at my word. Stay inside the place of protection. I'll bless you. I'll increase you. Joy, hope, future, happiness, increase. That's what's going to come. And it must be real because the enemy was complaining. I can't even touch them because they're staying inside the hedge. Ladies and gentlemen, if we'll live our lives inside the hedge that God has set for us, the enemy's going to be on the outside. He can scream and yell, but he can't touch your life. The hedge of protection matters. Number three, I'm almost done. Not really. Yes, I am. Number one, you've got to look long-term. Look long-term. Don't, don't just look down. Don't just look down. You've got to look long-term. Number two, you've got to fight to stay centered. Number three, eventually if you're going to get up here, you've got to make a move. You've got to do something if you're going to get up there. I, I, I don't know if you understand. I don't, I, I don't know if you get it. I, the goal of getting on the beam is not just to stand there. <laughs> Although it's quite a feat, I might tell you. Like, oh, I made it. The goal is not to just stand. The goal is to move. you got to make moves in life. You see, I didn't accept Jesus to stand still. Right. I accept Jesus to make moves. <laughs> if everyone would please start whispering a prayer for me, I'd appreciate that. Four inches is just not that wide. <laughs> if you could see all of Camp Chaos, they all have their phones out right now, hoping that I fall. <laughs> hoping that I fall, and this will go viral right now. If I, right? This beam is a beam of salvation. Once I get off the ground, I say yes to Jesus, boom, I'm on it. But the goal is not to go, hey, how you doing? The goal is to get up and make moves. Move your faith. I'm fighting for the sinner. I'm fighting for the sinner. See, once you get up here, it's like, oh, no one's impressed. Okay, you should be impressed with this, but I'm just saying, no Olympian is... You don't get points for doing this. There's no points here. The points come when you start moving. The points come when you start walking. The points come when you start turning. The points come when you start jumping. The points come when you start taking this thing serious and I'm not living safe. You see, here's what happens. We're called to this to be moving. But if we're not careful, we'll get up here and then we'll start living this way. I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? This is not the Christ life. He did not die for you to hold on for dear life. 
This is when we're trying to get comfortable. There's nothing comfortable about this life like this. Nothing. (laughs) This is a problem if you're trying to serve Jesus. And if you hang out here too long, it only gets worse. Because eventually, now I don't know what to do. Because I'm looking up at the bottom of Christianity, and all y'all are whack. And you start screaming at people for trying to live their faith. And it doesn't work for me. And I can't do this. And my marriage is never going to be enough. And I wasn't raised this way. And you don't know what I've been through. Christianity was not made to survive. It was made to thrive. And if I do this too long, it's over. I quit fighting for the center. You were saved to get up there and start making moves. What you going to do with your faith now that you're on the beam? Let's go. Let's go. Start moving. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. I know. Take a step. It's called Connect Four. You're going to be just fine. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can. It's called Activate. That's how this works. Activate your walk. Get involved and start learning your B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Help me, help me. I stand up on the Word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. You got to start learning your Bible. I don't know if I can do this. It's like a, it's like a big move. It's like a double somersault back wheel. What is it? It's called serving. I just don't know if I can do this thing. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. When you start moving with your faith, points start going up. Heaven starts going, atta baby, atta baby, atta baby. And God can now start blessing, and the promises start happening. But if I give my life to Jesus and sit and never engage, I'm laying down. Eventually, I'll be hanging on the bottom. I've watched it happen for decades. This is my 30th year of full-time ministry. And I can tell you over the decades, I've watched people accept Jesus but never start walking, lay down on the beam thinking that's going to be enough to slide under the beam. They start sitting further and further back. They start attending less and less and all of a sudden they disappear because they fell off the beam we gotta walk this thing out see there's no shame to falling as long as you were moving because as long as you're moving God gets you back up because every gymnast every gymnast falls more than they stand yes they do Because you'll never learn to walk this thing right until you're willing to fall. I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to take a shot. And eventually in the falling, the trying, the falling, the up, the down, a righteous person, a good righteous gymnast rises and falls, rises and falls right seven times but keeps getting back up. And in the up and down, you start to learn. You start to get a feel for how this moves. And eventually you see yourself doing the very thing you never thought you could do. Now I've got the family I said I'd never have. Now my mind is in a place I never thought it could be. Now I'm free from the addictions, and I'm free from that heaviness that used to bind me up. Man, I'm living the life. Now this is how it works. It works. It works. It works. The gospel of Jesus Christ will change your life if you lean into it and do it his way. This works, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we got to go there. Fight the good fight of faith.
Number four, I'm done with this one, I promise. There's only four points I've got because I'm not a gymnast. No, no, don't worry, I'm done. I ain't getting back up here. 16 feet, four inches. I got to look where I'm going. I got to fight for the center. Get off the edges, get into the center. Stay inside that hedge. Keep moving. Keep taking steps in Jesus. Free Life Chapel has removed your excuse. You don't know, I don't know how to do it. Oh, well, we, we will, Connect Center will help you. We'll help you with your next step. Start moving with your gifts and abilities. Get this thing moving and watch Jesus start doing things through your life. This final thing, you got to stick the dismount. Because mm -hmm. never has a gymnast got on the beam and stayed there for the rest of their life. There's a day coming, you got to get off. A routine lasts one minute and 30 seconds. After a minute 30, the gymnast has got to be off. This is a picture of your life. Your life is 16 feet long. Eternity is the rest. You will live on this life 16 feet. And then there's a dismount that's going to have to happen. And when your feet hit the ground, you're not playing for the crowd or IG followers. There's one judge holding one scorecard. His name is God the Father. And he's going to be watching how you lived your life. And when you dismount into eternity, you want him saying, Atta girl, I saw you. I saw what you did. But I fell down. No, no, you got back up. I saw you getting up. That's what I saw. Well done, my baby. I see you, girl. Get in here. Here's your reward. Let me put this medal around your neck. You did that thing. There's only one who can give you a scorecard. Culture can't give you a scorecard. Friends can't give you a scorecard. I love parents. I got some amazing ones. My parents can't give me a scorecard like the dismount. Sticking the dismount is going to be. Here's what I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen. That's this. Everybody's going to have to dismount. Everybody. There are young people who are going to dismount this year that we never thought would be leaving this world. Life is fragile. Oh, you learn something really quick when you get my age. Life goes quick. That's why James said life is a vapor. It's like when you pull the top off of your Starbucks cup of coffee and that steam rises and then it's gone. That's how fast life is. It's only 16 feet long. We've got to prepare for that moment that when we land. That's the best I got. If you're not impressed, well, that's all I got for you. When we land and the routine is over, this thing we're calling life is only a routine. When it's over, one judge is going to be looking you face to face. We play for that one. Live for the dismount. Live for the dismount. Would you stand to your feet, please? Come on. Here it is. Synopsis, nutshell. Listen. Point one, look forward, which means think consequences, not feelings. Your feelings are going to change. Consequences never will. 
live for the consequences. Choose the right ones. Number two, fight for the center. Live by conviction and truth, not popularity or opinion. Number three, make a move. Go spiritual. Advance your life. Show up. Be in church on the weekends. Hit Connect Four. Start serving. Be in the blend on Wednesday nights. I'm just, that's what I do. It's who I am. Whether I feel like it or not, it's what I do. I've decided. Number four, prep for the dismount because eternity is coming for everybody. I want you to be ready for it. Jesus, we need you in our life to help us walk this beam out. The balance is tough. It's a struggle. It's work to stay centered. But if we can keep looking forward by the promises that you said, we can keep making decisions and packing for where we're going, not just where we are. Then we can stay centered on that because your truth is what's holding us. We're not swayed to the left or to the right. I don't mind calling me out. I don't mind fixing me to make sure I'm focused on you. I want to center on you. Jesus, be the center of my life. Jesus, be the center of my dating life, my education. Center my world on you. And as I do, I'm going to make moves. I'm coming after you. I'm not playing with this thing. I want to experience every promise that you said, I, you said I can have because there's a day coming that when I dismount, I'm going to be looking you face to face. And I want to hear you say, at a boy, at a girl, you did it. Father, today, would you awaken us? Would you stir us in this room and online? Would you remind us that there's something worth living for, something worth working for, something worth praying for, something worth celebrating, something worth doing in life? Lead us, guide us, convict us, challenge us, rework us as we give you us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you receive that today, would you put those hands together?